Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. I always try to go back and answer as many of your questions as I possibly can. So, thank you for submitting those for Ask Amy Anything. I know you all are very interested in the first month of married life. Uh, It's been eye-opening. It's certainly an adjustment. Here's the thing that Bob and I say to each other, though. We would rather struggle, scuffle, figure it out, work through the tough stuff, and and life can be hard a lot of times. Uh, We'd rather make the adjustments, even though they require compromise and meeting in the middle and sometimes... Irritation, frustration, arguments, all that stuff. We would rather do that together than go back to being alone. Funny thing, too, I mentioned to his mom that it was a bit of an adjustment. So I text with his mom every morning, mentioned that it was an adjustment and that uh, I wondered if I was not cut out for this. And there was mass chaos in the house. And she writes back, typical mother-in-law wisdom, I believe, writes back, you can have What'd she say? A neat and clean house with nothing out of place and no Bob, or you can have chaos and Bob. (laughs) You pick. (laughs) Well, there's no choice at all. And so, yes, we would rather work it out and have the initial chaos and all the adjustments and figuring out life together than to go back to where, where we were and how things were. So that I wouldn't change. And that is my wisdom on this morning, one month since I got married. What? That was a quick month. Wowzers. It's, uh, is it weird? Do you stop counting months at like a year or so? No. No, you just keep counting months? Months. you. Mm. So like it's when you have a baby gotcha. and the first, uh, you know, one month, two months, three months. Then you go 13 months, the baby 16 months, the baby 17 months, whatever, on up to two years. And then you start counting years, not months. You very rarely hear anyone say, oh, my child's 26 months. No, that'd be weird. Right. That would be a little yeah. odd. So at that point, they go they go by years. So is that the same for being married? Because right now we're counting months. The 17th will be a big day. I would say, I mean, I don't know, but I would say a year. <laughs> J- Jay's marital wisdom. <laughs> I would say a year. And after one year, then you're just going to be married for a year. So like up until then, okay. you'd be like nine months, 10 months, All right. one year, bam, it's a year. So that, okay. you're a, re- a year and a half in. Just a year. Just a year. Yeah. Okay. So not a year and a half. Just no. a year. Well, eh, year and a half's a clean, but you don't say like a year and six, a year and three months, like a year and a quarter. No, no. I shouldn't be like we've been married sixteen months. No. <laughs> no, that'd no. be a little bit a little maniacal. Mm. All right. <laughs> I mean, I don't know, but <laughs> just wait till you get married, and then we'll find out. <laughs> I'll be like seventeen months. <laughs> well, Eighteen and a half months. It's my half birthday. Six days, four hours, thirty-two my- seconds. <laughs> Who's counting? It's my half anniversary. We actually did what it was a week and two weeks and three weeks. We were pretty excited about that. Probably at this point, we'll just go with the months. A week's exciting. And like a couple of It was few. very yeah, exciting. Absolutely. Yeah, it was. Uh, it is. It's hard to believe it's been a month. 
but you all are really funny. Lots of questions, which we will save for a special YouTube video before the end of the month called Asked Amy. Ask Amy Walked. Past tense, down the aisle. And yes, you've been asking about photos. At some point, blog post uh, with some special photos. That way I can control them because they're on my own blog as opposed to putting them out on some other servers. Uh, But here's the thing. You got to wait. I got to speak at a conference exactly one week from tomorrow. It's a keynote address that I have to deliver 30 minutes. Jay, can I come up with enough remarks for 30 minutes? I think so. You think because I talk for four hours every night, 30 minutes would be a breeze, right? Except when people are staring at you, it's an entirely different story. You don't even pay attention half the time. So (laughs) that's not true. I know Jay pays attention because sometimes I say things and he literally almost falls out of his chair. (laughs) Because he can't believe that I just said what I said, which... You know, you get what you get. You don't get upset. Anyway, I I do know that Jay listens part of the time at least. Um, But no one else is. He's not staring at me. He's doing things. And I don't know. He's very busy in there. Sometimes cleaning up the food that's been left behind Uh, by the other peeps. Sorry, boss. Or the scent. Or this, or right, he's he's spraying Glade in there because I keep Glade in my locker. A lot going on. You never, yeah, you never know who have might left behind some some odorous deposits, Uh, and so for all that reason, uh, Jay's the only one looking at me, and and really not, he's not big on eye contact, so. He's looking. Thanks, Jay. He's looking all around. You just said there's not much to look at. Well, that's just. I bet the other way around, but <laughs> that's when you're not looking at me. But yes. Got, right, it didn't come out that way. No, it didn't. <laughs> no, it did not. <laughs> Ouch. Uh, anyway, so there's that. Good thing that you're not Todd Bowles because you would have embarrassed the poor lady. What would you have done seriously if a reporter asked you? Whether or not your team, the Bucks, was worried about playing in the cold or worried about the elements in Detroit, what would you have done? I, I would have been so taken aback, like Bowles was, but he he delivered such a calm mm-hmm. and like respectful. You can barely tell from his if all you're doing is watching his facial expressions without the audio up, you can't tell anything was amiss. Well, if you didn't know that the Lions play in a dome, you really. You really would just, you wouldn't think, like, if you just saw, if you just saw his reaction and just were like, oh, okay, he's answering the question, like. He did. He just he answered, answered, the, answered question. the question. Enough that I did a CBS Sports Minute on it to say thank you to him. Because he could have embarrassed her. He could have made jokes. He could have made her the, bu- excuse me, the butt of the jokes. And he didn't. He just answered the question. He barely changed expressions. And he moved on. How many athletes or other coaches might have made an example of her or tore her down, made made a joke out of it, sometimes to make themselves look better. I mean, granted it we we're fairly irreverent here on the show, so we are we can be sar- snarky and sarcastic, but not when people are actually looking at us, right? I mean, a guy called up last week irate as all get out and yelling at me and I still just I don't need the feel the need to embarrass the guy I mean he he essentially did that on his own but I am impressed that Todd Bowles did not feel the need to make an example out of her he just answered the question he didn't even by his facial expression he didn't roll his eyes he didn't sigh he didn't give her a look like you're stupid he just answered the question sort of I mean he said you, you know, we play in a dome, He corrected right? her. Right. Politely. Politely, Politely, exactly. Corrected the mistake. And then he said, 
So no, I'm I'm not worried about weather. We just have a six. What do you say? Six steps to what? Well, twenty seconds. Wait, let's hear. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if you haven't heard this, this is Todd Bowles talking uh, about the game coming up in Detroit this weekend, and a woman who I'd be willing to bet she was a news reporter that didn't know anything about sports was just there to cover the fact that the Bucks are going to the next round of the playoffs. Whatever, whatever. These days, it's all hands on deck, right? So some news reporters cover sports. The opposite is also true. I'm hoping that's the case. I'm going to give her the benefit of the doubt. Or she just made a mistake and forgot that they play in a dome. Okay. But Todd did not turn this into a big thing. The weather has been a factor in some of the playoff games, even for the most prepared teams. Uh, Today, it's uh, 13 in uh, Detroit, which doesn't compare to some of the temperatures we tend to talk to. Any special plans to acclimate the team to not only uh, endure, but perform in those kind of frigid temperatures should you face them in Detroit? You do know we play indoors, right? They got a dome. I don't um, No, nothing planned. We're, we're indoors, and we only have to be outside for 20 seconds getting off the bus going under the thing, so we'll be okay. Again, if you see his facial expressions, but you do not listen to the audio, you'd have no idea that a question got asked of him that was essentially embarrassing. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I'm I'm grateful that he did not embarrass her. And also, let's not turn this into a females don't know anything about football conversation either. I've done interviews in the past, one in particular that will always haunt me, where I asked a college basketball coach about conference realignment, but got his conference wrong. Just wasn't looking, thought I knew it. Uh, actually, it was just a brain fart. I, when I went back, I was like, oh, you dummy. Um, certainly just a mistake that I wish I could take back, and he was pretty rude about it. He corrected me, and he was nasty, and from that point on, he clearly did not respect anything else that I said. And that's his prerogative. Um, But I appreciate that Todd Bowles didn't embarrass her because, trust me, she's mortified. No doubt. If she's a professional at all, she's already mortified. So good for you, Todd. Thank you, Todd Bowles. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence here on CBS Sports Radio. Good morning to you. It's a Wednesday. It's our hump show. And we've talked about a bunch of the pertinent topics so far, like... Mike Tomlin has indicated to the team that he will be coaching in 2024 and that a contract extension at least is on the table. Uh, You may remember that he walked away when a reporter brought up the idea that he's only on a one-year contract or this one year remaining on his deal. And one of his captains, Cam Hayward, came to his coach's defense on Tuesday. Why would he answer a question like that? He's worried about trying to win a playoff game. And then last night, you know, we just lost a big playoff game. Why does he need to address that now? That's not the time or the place. And I appreciate the question, but I just think for him in general, um, you know, Coach T's earned that to just, you know, be single, singly focused on one goal. And, you know, we've asked this question week in and week out. It's just not fair to the process. Cam- so Cam Hayward defending Mike Tomlin. Think about context. Think about timing. Why would he answer questions? He's got one year left on his deal. I'd even heard some NFL analysts broach this idea that Mike Tomlin might be burnt out. He might be over the time in Pittsburgh. He might want out. 
So the Rooney family wouldn't fire him or move on, but he may want to take a year off. This idea that he's not interested or the, you know, the losing in the playoffs is weighing on him. Um, and, and Cam disagrees completely. Why are we so concerned with somebody who has a year on their contract, has been locked in, and has wanted to just play coach football? We don't ask anybody else if they need to come back for another year or anything else. I just think it's doing him a disservice. This guy's been locked in from the very get-go, but yet we're worried about if he's coming back or not. Um, and he's been locked in, and I appreciate it because that's only created more dissension for players and coaches. We just want to focus on one goal. He wants to focus on one goal. And I just think that's fair to him. Yeah, I, I do think that these days it's become ridiculous. Nick Sirianni was asked about his future. Mike McCarthy was asked about his future. Mike Tomlin asked about his future. It seems like these, you know, these narratives around, hey, if you lose a playoff game, you're going to get fired. They're just ridiculous. Or if you lose a playoff game, you're automatically on the hot seat. I think it's dumb. Now, we have heard from people in Philadelphia, like our friend John Kincaid, who joined us 24 hours ago, who made his case for why Nick Sirianni should be fired. I think it's ridiculous myself, and and I gasped when he said that. Sirianni's taken the Eagles to the playoffs all three years, including a Super Bowl appearance in which they nearly won against the Chiefs. Yes, they had an epic collapse this season, but why is that outweigh or outshine or deserve more consideration than him taking to the Super Bowl, taking the team to the Super Bowl? just 12 months ago, or not even, 11 months ago. So I don't understand that, but it has become really the the way of the postseason. If you lose, well, got to ask you about your job status. If you lose in the playoffs, all of a sudden, everything you've done in the regular season or even the year before is overshadowed, and in some cases matters not at all. It's after hours here on CBS Sports Radio. Now, talking about Mike McCarthy and Dallas, we will not hear from Jerry or Stephen Jones this week. Actually, should I? Maybe uh, the Nachi Harris is getting a lot of a lot of run. So Nachi makes it very clear after the Steelers lost that. It's not Mike Tomlin that he's referring to, but that he does think things need to change in this. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better 
because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Dealer's locker room. In-house rules. Like, not like not no changes or anything like that. It's just the rules that, that are in the building that, you know, we got to be more disciplined. We got to be more, more, uh, we got to be more committed. You know, I'm not saying that we're not, but, you know, just coming from a place... Um, that, that 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 has structure um, and you know, coming just and just seeing like you know you know we probably could help get help in these areas it might change I think that that's that's something uh, that's something we can help I'm not saying nothing about coaches or anything like that I'm just saying more of just in-house rules. Interesting. He doesn't elaborate, but does talk about essentially a change in culture, right? Where it comes to in-house rules. Mike Tomlin does have a reputation for allowing guys to do what they want to be who they are, right? Remember Antonio Brown? But at the same time, he's the undisputed leader. There's no questioning that Mike Tomlin is the leader of that locker room. And he's got guys who are really faithful to him. TJ Watt said, it was part of my contract extensions. I only want to play for Mike T. I don't want to play for anybody else. I only want to play for Mike T. So if you're the Rooney family and you hear one of the best players in the NFL say, I only want to play for Coach Tomlin, that resonates. You want to keep TJ Watt? Well, then maybe you keep Mike Tomlin. Again, not to mention the consistency with which they made the playoffs. And of course, there is a Super Bowl in there. It's after hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. So back to Dallas quickly, just because... Uh, these have been two hot topics. Jordan Lewis spoke after, I guess he spoke Monday following their loss on Sunday, and he did talk about Jerry Jones addressing the team. It's a message, you know, we got to win. The Dallas Cowboys, man, we had everything to win, so we can't let this, this feeling keep going on. So, I mean, it makes sense. It does. But it's interesting that he says that we've got to win because, well, that was your chance and and now it's gone and you got to wait another, well, till the season kicks off in September, so another nine months. But in terms of like actually winning a Super Bowl, it's a year away now. So what does that mean? Does that mean there are changes coming? I just feel like he just he wants to win right now. The urgency is now. I mean, it was always that. We always had that that on our shoulders. But, you know, 
he, he made it clear that that's, that was the point. All right. Doesn't sound like Jordan believes the change is coming. Now, he also stumped for Mike McCarthy. He also talked about the great impact that McCarthy has had on him. And, and we've heard that from a bunch of different places. Jay and I differ on this point. Jay thinks the longer we don't hear from the Jones family, Jerry and, and his kids, well, kids, Jerry and his son and daughter, that it's bad news from McCarthy. I think there's a possibility that he just wants the emotion to die down. He was so disappointed. There's a lot of pain. He actually said this was the most painful playoff loss that he could remember. Maybe it's wisdom. I know people laugh about Jerry Jones, and there's there's plenty there, plenty of material. But maybe he's smart, or maybe he's got uh, some wise counsel and advisors who say to him, don't make a decision when you're emotional. And no doubt he did that in the past. So maybe he's decided that's not something he should be doing. But yeah, Jay and I differ. Jay seems to think the silence does not bode well for one Mike McCarthy. I just don't think the narrative around the situation is getting better. I think it's getting worse as the days go on. Right, but what does that have to do with Jerry? It doesn't, but I do think he's... I don't think he's going to make a move deliberately to upset the fan base if they clearly want something else. No? You don't no. think that AT&T Stadium will still sell out? Will of still course be... I do. They're America's team, right? He wants They're... to win now. Right, I get it, but you're saying it's because of the, the, the narrative and the fans that he's going to make a change. No, I'm not saying it's because of that. I think that added pressure might sway him in a direction maybe he might be thinking anyway. Hmm. Interesting. I don't think the Jones family is about the pressure. Maybe the internal pressure of wanting to win. But since when did Jerry Jones ever do things the way anyone else thought he should do them? <laughs> he's uh, he's okay with choosing his own path, if so to speak. I mean, he doesn't mind rocking the boat. But we'll see. I mean, I still have a bit of a pit in my stomach. Just wondering if every day we're going to wake up and that's going to be the deal. Meanwhile, you've got seven jobs still open and some pretty impressive candidates, that's for sure. On Twitter, A-Law Radio, always good to hear from you. Also on our Facebook page. Coming up, we're getting set for the number one and number two or number one and number twos in the AFC, uh, the two is out in the NFC. We're getting ready for what is my favorite weekend of the NFL season, and it's because it's most of your top teams and just really competitive games generally. Uh, and so that means the Niners and the Ravens are getting back into business. So Kyle Shanahan wants you to know Brock Purdy will not have any rust. (laughs) It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence, CBS Sports Radio. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. They send Debo inside of Brandon Ayuk right. Kittle inside of Jawan Jennings left. And McCaffrey goes in motion. That bumper motion out right. Blitz from Bobby Wagner. They pick it up. Deep shot. Brock Purdy's going downfield for Debo. Touchdown, San Francisco! Getting you to the good half of your week, it's the Hulk Show on After Hours. 
It's been a while since we've seen the major, major names, major players, the top tier for the San Francisco 49ers and for the Baltimore Ravens as well. The top two seeds in the AFC, well, the NFC and the AFC, if I'm going to do that in order, uh, they mostly did not put starters on the field in week 18. Uh, instead, they were taking that time to do a little extra rest and Physically, these guys are banged up. And we know Christian McCaffrey, for instance, uh, he was, what What did he tweak? Knee? Was it knee? I think it was, but I can't remember specifically. Uh, he's been out practicing now, which is good. And so it's important that these guys, that these guys get some time. But then you have to deal with the rust, right? Then you have to deal with what happens if the rhythm is gone. It was calf, by the way, for McCaffrey. Oh, ha, ha, that's funny. McCaffrey. McCaffrey. Should have remembered that. Yeah, seriously, what's wrong with us? Uh, full participant in 49ers practice. So the time off can be good for guys who are banged up. Can you imagine TJ Watt? They would have liked to have a, a bye so that he could have another week to recover, right? Instead, he wasn't able to participate in their wild card game, even though it was on a Monday. But when it comes to Brock Purdy, apparently, according to Kyle Shanahan, he said... Very little time off at all. Nah, they're putting him through the paces. It's not in my mind really much at all because he hasn't been on a bye week. Uh, we pushed the heck out of Brock. Meetings, practice. I mean, we knew Sam was playing that whole game and Brock was still splitting reps with him. So um, Brock got a good weekend. We just didn't want to put him out there in the first half of that game. So he did miss the first half versus the Rams. Um, but he got that whole weekend and he came back. He's been here. He's worked on his days off. We got two bigger practices last week than we do in a normal week. So, um, and Brock went out with the guys on Monday, did a bunch of stuff with them, and now we're going to get two practices in again. So in terms of time off, I mean, yeah, he, had, he did have two quarters off um, to what we could have done with them, but um, we definitely think that was worth it, and I don't worry about that affecting Brock at all for Saturday. All right, so that answers that question. Niners hosting the Packers on Saturday night under the lights. Well, it'll be under the lights for part of the game, but the game kicks off. Uh, around 5 p.m., so dinner time initially in the Bay Area. And what about Jordan Love? We know Kyle Shanahan's good with the QBs. What does he see with Jordan? He's come a long way because he's playing at such a high level um, to get thrown in there early in this year and have to go through some ups and downs, which he did some good things earlier in this year too. But um, to not win all those games, kind of when you're with a tough record in your first year, the pressure that comes with that, and just to watch him each game, he's been consistent. He's definitely been more consistent over the past nine games. What are we up to now? 21. To, uh, let me see. Go back. I have to go back and look at his numbers from this past game. One interception, though, in the last nine games, which is a big deal. I mean, that's one that's worth talking about. I know they ended up with three touchdowns for Aaron Jones, and there was a pick six, of course. It was one more touchdown that he had. Yeah, so he has only thrown one pick in nine games. And that, to me, is just as notable as the number of touchdowns he's thrown, uh, how clean he's played, how well he has established a rapport with his receivers, many of whom are young, even younger than him or newer to the Packers than he is. Looking at his stats and at the playoff game, I think it's 10 now. One interception in his last 10 games. That's amazing. Yeah. Matt LaFleur certainly been part of Jordan's development. So how did he get him ready for this first ever playoff game. Just go out there and be aggressive. Trust what you see and let it rip. And I said, we're here now. You can't hold anything back. 
And I think he went out there and played exactly like that. And, um, you know, that cover zero play that, that he ripped that, that post to Wicks, I mean, that was, that was one of those plays that just you could sit there and watch that all day long. I wonder if Micah Parsons, when he finally does drop his latest edition of his podcast, will continue to rave about Jordan Love. I'm thinking yes. Yes, for sure. Cry later. <laughs> Maybe a little bit of raving about Aaron Jones as well while you're at it. Shivved, I tell you. They got shivved. Just need to just go home and rest. <laughs> oh, dear. Do you think that George Kittle will take the opportunity to pull out his, what what it is? It said F Dallas? Yeah, I believe. I feel I feel dirty just saying that. Sorry, Dallas. That was not coming from me. But somebody George could, said it. Somebody, yeah, but somebody could pull that and use what? it as a drop. You know what I mean? Like you do? Like hmm? you, you, what? <laughs> I'm sorry? <laughs> like you pull tidbits out of Jerry Jones and Aaron Rodgers and everything else, and you just drop them in out of context? Mm-hmm. Right. Do you think yep. someone else will do that to me with the F Dallas? No, I don't think so. No, that's because no one listens to the show. No, that's that's why. <laughs> I mean, no one in, no one that's uh, in management listens to the oh, show. Oh well, that's a different story. <laughs> what? <laughs> do they even know we have a show? Do you think? Um. Wait a minute. Is that show still on the air? The air? We run that. <laughs> Wait. We that person works for us. Who? <laughs> If they don't see it on the books, they wouldn't be surprising. So, yeah, it's true. Oh well, this is uh, <laughs> one of our goofier moments, or so. Uh, the the um, <laughs> get me some oxygen. See what I mean? The drops are a, a humorous element that we like to mix into the show. But now I'm feeling a little bit nervous about someone taking that out of context, like Jay does, and um. I mean, not all the time. If something should happen to Dak. What should happen to Dak? <laughs> oh, I'm going to sit that down. Who would you say are your favorite drops or favorite people to use drops from? Oh, man. Okay. Aaron Rodgers is definitely one of them. Bums. He's got to be up there. He's talking to you. Yes, bums. Mike Tomlin, of course. Pete Carroll, I think, is underrated when he's got a good one. Yeah, we're going to miss Pete. That's a bummer. We don't have, like, all as many as Pete Carroll. The ones that we do, I like them a lot. (laughs) Get out of here. Quality, not quantity with Pete. Oh, gotcha. I mean, there's plenty of quantity, too. You just... uh... That's a bunch of crap. (laughs) What about the latest Dan Campbell? He was asked about whether or not he's going to drop some I told you so's on the peeps. I got a whole ton of those. But it's not time to pull those out yet. There'll be a time and place for that. (laughs) Is he keeping receipts? You asked me during asking me anything, what are some words that I despise? And it it kind of morphed into phrases. And I went with living your best life. I can't stand that. It is what it is. What the hell does that even mean? It is what it is. I can't stand that. People don't even know what it means. They just drop it. Uh, and then another one is finding your truth, which is just more of a ew. Yeah, it's just yeah. It's, yeah. But another one would be would be that. Wait, where'd it go? There'll be a time and place for that. <laughs> that? No. Wait, play the Dean Campbell again. I got a whole ton of those, but it's not time to pull those out yet. Mm. 
there will be a time and place for that. So the question was about I told you so's, but when he says I, I, there's a time and place for that, or I'm not pulling those out yet, what it reminded me of is keeping receipts. Mm-hmm. That's right, another right, phrase right. I can't stand right now, keeping receipts. Yeah. When, like, when did that become a thing? I keeping don't think receipts. it sounds cool. No. Like, like oh, I'm keeping receipts. I'm like, all right, like, it's kind of a loser thing to do, but <laughs> whatever. <laughs> but it's also a weird way to say it. I mean, you could be holding a grudge, you'd be keeping track, but keeping receipts, it's not like anyone writes. How many receipts do you have in your wallet? The first thing I do when I get a receipt, or usually actually now, the past years. You crumble five it up years, and throw it away. I say I don't even want it. They're yeah. like, oh, like, you need a receipt? I go, no, no thanks. So, yeah, but then when I do actually get one where they have to give it to me, you just throw Exactly. It away. So, yeah. really, no one keeps receipts these Nobody. days, which is why that's kind of out of, it's just out, it's old. So, keeping it's, receipts really means it's that old you're going to forget it just as quickly as you got it, <laughs> essentially. <laughs> keeping receipts is the opposite because no one keeps receipts anymore. Unless they're maybe electronic receipts. Like a digital email receipt? Do you keep... I have actually, believe it or not, in my Gmail inbox, a folder for receipts. Really? That's, yeah. that's smart. Well, because that's how you... That's how I keep track. A lot of times, as you point out, digital receipts for, say, charitable donations or job expenses. So that's how I keep track of them because you don't often get a paper receipt, but you need them for taxes. Mm, that's smart. If you itemize your taxes, you need receipts. So there, fine. I keep my receipts but not the type of context that people are are using. It's a little annoying. It's not great. We could we could use a new phrase. <laughs> we could. Like as like a as a as a species. Keeping I told you so. Did you say species? Yeah. We're not naming a new animal. We're <laughs> the human species. The human species. We need some new words. All right. I'd be too afraid that somebody would accidentally say feces. The human feces? No, I don't need more of that. We're good on that. All right. Here we go. Oh, there we go. There's one for dad. There's There's an overused one. There's one that I can't, I seriously can't say here we go anymore without saying it like Dak Prescott. Here we go. Omaha or here we go. No, well, Omaha is at least unique, right? So there's, well, well, except for the people who live they in Omaha. I'll say it now. But, right, that's true. Except that at the time, other than the people who live in Omaha, you really didn't hear it much on the football field. But the here we go is a phrase, like generally people don't drop Omaha in common no. conversation, no. right? In normal conversation, you don't often hear Omaha Unless drop. you're traveling. Well, or you live in Omaha, right? But then you probably would just say here or the city. You wouldn't say Omaha. I made it. But Dak Prescott uses a phrase that we use all the time. Here we go. And now I, like, hey, hey, here we go. And now I can't say it, like, to the dogs when we go out the door to take a walk. Here we go. (laughs) I can't say it without doing the Dak Prescott emphasis. C.D. Lamb motions to the left side. Prescott on the shotgun. Pollard to his left. Here we go. Shotgun Potter to his left. We need to do a contest because poor, poor Dak. Uh, we need to do a contest where we ask people to do their best Dak Prescott line imitations. Right. I mean, you really call it a snap, but it is cadence. It, it is essentially his snap count. Yeah. Here we go. Every single but he's, every snap. he's got a really deep voice, though, and I don't. Here we go. That was, that was pretty good. <laughs> but I'm saying to you now, I can't ever unhear it. The phrase, you know. Here we go. I, I, <laughs> but 
when, but when you say it, don't you hear Dak Prescott in your head? Here we go. How many times do you think he said that this year? How many snaps did he take? Well, I, but what about practice? Oh, very true. Oh, Lordy. Very true. There's so many here we goes. Do you think he could ever say it without, here we go? Maybe he's just broken now, and he's just, he's, they're not even telling yeah. him to say it. They're I mean, like, he can be broken for other reasons. Play. He yeah. just goes, I just can't help it. What do you think when his, his baby is born? Do you think we get a, here we go? Oh, gosh. <laughs> it's just, it's so loud. Do you think he has thrown it for hers? Um, Cracks on it? Probably. Maybe he's got some lozenges in, like, the locker room. Yeah. <laughs> Between half. The, the here we go lozenges. <laughs> Maybe. It's a brand. It, it, oh, it was going to take me a while to He's get over that. Playoff bonus, so. Yeah. Well, can we ask that question again for asking me anything? Because that would be my answer. How about just let's go? Like Brady, like let's go. That's a little played now. Right. Or very. Yeah. But I do. I say that one. I got to say. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, wait. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> it's after hours with Amy Lawrence. Here we go with our latest sports update. Out of the shotgun, Pollard to his left. <laughs> you are listening to the After Hours Podcast. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseballs and boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. You're listening to After Hours with Amy Lawrence. Firing for the end zone. Caught. Touchdown. Touchdown. Takes it himself to the pylon. Touchdown. One man to beat ten. He's gone. They throw in the end zone. Caught. Touchdown. Made a guy miss. He's inside the five. He's to the three to one. Touchdown. The center salting into the end zone. Touchdown. The people have spoken, and one score stands above the rest. Here is your TD of the week. The Buffalo Bills. Here's the snap. Blitz coming. Allen steps up in the pocket, going to take off and run. Has the first down and more. To the 40, to the 35, 30. Breaks away. 20, 10, 5. Touchdown, Josh Allen. Yeah, give him a flex, Josh. You just schooled them with their back turned for a huge touchdown run of 47 yards. It's 53 yards. He was on his own side of the field. Faster than a speeding bullet. They played man. Um, didn't have a great man call on. So I decided to try to find a lane and uh, got, I don't know, 15, 20 yards downfield. And, you know, there's the, the a lot of guys screaming slide and didn't slide and scored. So. It worked out that time. <laughs> it did. It definitely worked out. And you've seen that there are more runs or more options for Josh to run 
as we've gotten through these last few games, and they've won six in a row, it's hard to quibble with it at the same time. I I still think it's dangerous. I know he's big. He's a he's a tank, really. Um, but it just makes me nervous when he's out there on the run just because we've seen so many quarterbacks get hurt. But when Josh Allen plays the way that he did on Sunday, Monday, Monday, uh, days all blend together, he is the best quarterback in the league. And, wow, we get Bills and Chiefs this weekend. Divisional weekend, awesome. But already we've seen the ratings uh, through the roof. Uh, so the the way that the the Peacock game the, the it's it's weird to call them ratings it's it's essentially streaming numbers viewership but the way that Peacock sent a record for for streaming numbers with the NFL game and that was exclusive right other than in Kansas City and Miami and it's a Saturday night Saturday night which is not a great TV viewing night anyway uh, traditionally but to have the types of eyeballs and the types of 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 streaming numbers that it did on Peacock, you know the NFL is thrilled. Not just that, but it incur- it will encourage them in the future, not that they were discouraged by taking billions of dollars, uh, but because it set a streaming record, it's essentially validating their choice to take the money and not listen to the complaints of some fans who would tell you it's not worth it. Now, the, the deal is that it's really not that expensive to pay for a month. It's probably less than what you might pay for a TV, or I'm sorry, a, a popular movie to stream at your house instead of going to the movie theater. But to have 23 million viewers on Peacock, as well as the local NBC affiliates. Okay, so it wasn't just the Peacock numbers. But how about this? The game is the most streamed live event ever. And at the time, so Jay, this is crazy. This blew me away when I heard this. All internet traffic in the entire United States, of everyone using the internet in the entire United States on Saturday night, 30% of people on the internet were watching that game on Peacock. Holy cow. Isn't that insane? That's gigantic. I'm telling you, that is is validation for the NFL to continue doing exactly this. That's almost scary for the future. Seriously. I'm reading exactly. This is from the NBC Sports press release. The game is the most streamed live event in U.S. history, which doesn't surprise me, and accounted for 30% of internet traffic while it was on the air. 30%. That's people playing games. That's people texting. That's people using social media, every kind of app you can possibly imagine all of that is internet right 30 percent of of what people were doing on the internet saturday night was watching peak this game on peacock that's amazing on peacock servers it's it's mind-blowing right it's mind-blowing i mean that that's the country right it's not even about the 23 million which of course also includes local markets it's just 30 percent of internet traffic so, I mean, there are a lot of people that weren't on the internet, but 30% of internet, I was on the internet. I was streaming it on Sirius XM. So, like, I was on the internet. But this is just about Peacock. Isn't that crazy? Can you think of any other, event? maybe an election I don't that, that has that many eyeballs at the same time on it? No. Right? It's only the NFL. That's it. It's the power of the NFL. <laughs> That's the crazy part. 
I mean, it just kind of blew me away. But while we're at it, 40 million viewers watch Packers and Cowboys. I mean, we're not, this is wild card weekend. We're not even to championship weekend where routinely the AFC and NFC championship game numbers are, if not 50 million, they're over 50 million. 40 million people for Packers and Cowboys. Best performance for an NFL wild card game since 2015. As much as people want to bitch and moan and complain about how bad the refs are and how bad the calls, and this is what we're talking about, it's terrible quarterbacks and blah, 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 blah. No. The NFL continues to somehow grow in popularity. I mean, it's crazy to me. 40 million people for a wild card game. 23 million people on the internet and 30% of internet streaming on Saturday night. Here we go! <laughs> it's After Hours with Amy Lawrence, CBS Sports Radio. Boom! Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.